Welcome to episode five of Current Gen Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm here with Dan. Hey, all you cool cats, cats and kittens. Hey, <laughs> I'm here with say it, but... and I'm here with Derek. Resident Evil's go. <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy. You are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. So, episode five, guys, we've done four of these already. This is our fifth one. How are we feeling so far? We're, we're experts, obviously. We're playing obviously. on Xbox. Yep. I mean, it's very similar to our last show, so I don't... I don't... <laughs> you're, not supposed to, you're not supposed to let anybody know. It definitely is. Also, I'm up to, I think, I want to say seven Twitter followers for our for our pod, official <laughs> podcast <laughs> Twitter. You didn't even tell us you made a Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's, re- it's relatively new, but it's out there, so... Yeah. Uh, you can go follow us on Twitter. Just search for Current Gen Podcast on Twitter. Do you think people yeah. like, that we don't know actually listen to this show? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It Derek, is mostly it's... more offended by this. He's hiding all these corporate secrets from us. He's not sharing all the. You know what it is? Tim and I have been doing this for four years, right? Uh-huh. We said that yeah. four years. Yeah. I never asked him for the stats. I think I've asked him <laughs> like three times, like, hey, do we even have people listening? Yeah, Derek, we got people listening. I was like, okay. I don't, I don't know, like, can you give me numbers? Like, are we, should I say this, like, five more times? Or should I post pictures of myself to get us to grow? Should that I would post- not work. No. Derek, De- no pictures decrease. you've ever posted have made anyone grow. Okay. Decrease in so let's. Oh! <laughs> I got that little jab. Little jab. <laughs> oh. All right. So let's, uh, let's get things started with sold in 60 seconds. <laughs> All right, so we were going back and forth before we started recording on who's going to um, take 60 seconds to try to convince the other two of something. Something's going on in the industry or in their lives or with a game, whatever it is. I believe we landed on Derek this week because his is more yeah. relevant, and then I'll be taking it next week. So uh, I don't have a timer on me because my phone's downstairs. So I'll, uh, I'll rely on Dan. Yeah, I'll, tell Derek, I'll tell Derek to shut up. So. <laughs> Dan's going to... He's going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Derek, you're going to take us through something, some kind of hot take or whatever it is, and then we'll tell you if we're sold or not. You ready? I'm ready. Ready, set, and go. Okay, today I'm going to talk to you about short games. I'm going to tell you why short games are worth the money and why people should stop complaining about Why am I talking about this? Well, of course, Resident Evil 3 just came out, and it's a short game. Well, here's the thing. The reason why short games are good is because most of us gamers are not 14 anymore, jerking off in the basement and playing games for eight hours a day. A lot of us have responsibilities. A lot of us have a lot of things going on, like kids, things like that. So short games that draw us in right away, allow us to play at our pace and can get it and feel like we're accomplishing something are not a bad thing. Plus, Resident Evil as an example, has high replayability. That's the entire point of the game. You play through it, you figure out how you got through the first time, then you go back and you do it better. That's why they give you rankings, just like Devil May Cry and stuff like that. It's all about improving how you play the game 
So keeping it short encourages you to play it over and over. You're done. Actually, you're done. All right, Dan, why don't you give me your verdict first? Okay. Did he sell you on the idea of short games being actually a really good thing for certain types of gamers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, depend. I mean, it, it definitely depends on the price. Prices okay. can vary. So as uh, depending on the length, you know, a game could be twenty five dollars and it could be 15 hours long and one could be 60 dollars and be 15 hours but it, i guess it kind of also depends on your mood and and what you want to be playing at that moment so well and i'm going to talk about it like not right now yeah we're just but it, starting the show but when we talk about resident evil 3 i yeah. will talk about pricing and stuff like that because i am fair about why people would be upset but especially <laughs> with resident evil like and they did it with remake 2 like the the fun aspect of replaying it is getting the unlocks and then like playing it on a harder difficulty yeah yeah but like it kind of evens out a bit so it's still fun it's not like overbearing yeah 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 no i'm i'm sold with the caveats i'm sold on experiences like resident evil based on what you guys have talked about with resident evil 2 and what it appears they've done again with re3 is those games are all all about replayability. There's also different paths when you play through a different character. At least with RE2 there was, right? Yeah, there was. Not, not with 3. But... Not with 3, okay. Um, but there's going to probably be, I'm assuming the experience is at least a little bit different. Are you more powered up? Is there something different about a replay with 3? Well, yeah, because I have beat 3 already. And okay. at the end, you earn like this, I don't know the name of it, Dan might know, but like some type of currency, and you can actually... Mm purchase like upgrades so okay like, there you um, go okay. resident evil 7 there's like these little pennies like coins that you get and oh, they okay. add to your defense add to your offense you can actually buy those coins you can buy weapons you can buy all these like go. little perks to help your next playthrough and so i think that's that's my main point is that when they really allow you to increase the fun and or challenge depending on what kind of person you are some people just want to have more fun they want hey i beat the game the way it's meant to be played now i want to put in the cheat codes and have infinite lives or have extra power whatever the thing is uh doom does this really well with their cheat code stuff that they've done um i think it can be okay when they give you a really great replayability factor uh or if there's some amazing multiplayer involved i think Short campaigns can be okay. That's why I've never had a problem with Call of Duty campaigns being in the five to seven hour range. I think that's perfect. I actually think those and those particular were longer. I would never even yeah. play it's like It's like watching a, it's like watching a, um, like I just finished watching Jack Ryan. It's one of the things I've binged through during our quarantine time. Pretty great show. I highly recommend it if you've got uh, Prime video. Um, but it's kind of like watching a season of a show like Jack Ryan or Homeland. That's kind of what, a Call of Duty campaign is like, and you still get completely, you get your money's worth because there's so much to do with all the extra modes and all the multiplayer. So you've got me sold with a caveat because I do think there have been plenty of games that are, the overall experience is way too short and the only way to replay it is to do the exact same experience you just played or perhaps change a difficulty setting which basically just makes you weaker and Emily's, and Emily, enemies stronger. And that's not really... Emily does get stronger if you look. Is Emily getting stronger? That's good. Um, good for Emily. Yeah, so I think I don't think that necessarily makes uh, is a good reason to have a game short because, hey, you can always replay it. Yeah, but it's the exact same experience. So. But it's a good palate cleanser too. Like kind of like yeah, whether true. say like you're um, – because like, when I finish playing a very long game, I'll either go to like Rocket League because it's just like it's comfortable. It's like comfort food. Yeah. Or I'll go and, and purposefully – go in my backlog like oh yeah that game that game's only like 10 hours i'm gonna right. play that because yeah, I, I used to do that with like, like the telltale games hour. right telltale were my palate cleansers for a while there because i knew 
each chapter was what, like two hours long, maybe something like yeah. that for most yeah, of yeah. those. Because they're episodes. So, yeah. So you can get through those games in eight to ten hours, give or take. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. They are a good palate cleanser. Um, but Derek, for the most part, you, you sold me. I do think there's okay. high value in short in short games. All right. Yeah. And we'll talk about it, like I said, later on the show. So it is a relevant topic. Yeah, we'll cap it off with some RE3 talk. Um, if you guys aren't aware, of course, Resident Evil 3 Remake just came out. I'm so glad that Capcom was able to stick to that release date. I'm just as happy. Like For me personally, I'm more happy that um, Square sticking with the Final Fantasy VII Remake release date. So that'll be coming out this week. Very excited so about that. So close. It's really close. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we'll also get into games that aren't going to hit their release dates because of this quarantine virus stuff. But for right now, before we get to that, let's jump into headlines. All right, so we'll start with some general headlines. The first one, Rogue Legacy 2 is in development. That's been announced officially. I understand it's not everyone's bag. That's not everyone's favorite, but they did put out a screenshot. Don't know if it was concept art or the actual game, but it looked really cool. It kind of had that same Rogue Legacy look, except it was like real comic booky and a lot smoother than the original was. So I'm not sure if that's legit or if that was just some artwork that they had been working through. But anyway, it is in development. It's been officially announced. They don't. They haven't said anything else about it. Um, kind of one of the original roguelikes, I think, that kind of set the standard for it's pretty fun. Games. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it's, it had a lot of humor too. Like Rogue Legacy yeah. was very tongue in cheek, um, but it was fun. Um, there's this game that was announced by Sony, but it turns out it's coming to all platforms on August 28th, and it's called Windbound. And I don't think the word wind in there is a coincidence because it looks so much like Wind Waker. The art style looks a ton like Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Uh, it's kind of the survival and exploration game where you can travel between islands, collecting uh, materials, building your boat, and traveling to other islands to explore and collect more stuff. That doesn't N- sound the same at all. <laughs> it does not. That part's not Wind Waker, but the visuals look just like Wind Waker. Uh, yeah. It looks just like it, that cel-shaded uh, water stuff where you're on boats. So comes out August 28th for all consoles. Hey, I don't know if you guys realize this. We are past the one-fourth mark, past the 25% mark of 2020 mm. already. Really? So yeah. A fourth of the year is behind us. It's been so a I very thought, uh, good year. I thought we'd look back at the first three months, the first quarter of 2020, at the highest rated games according to Metacritic. Okay. And I'll just go through this list real quick. I'm kind of – I'll still mention them, but as far as I'm concerned, the top 10 are games that are not re-releases or remakes or definitive editions or whatever, but I'll still mention them. The first one's a good example of that. The highest rated game so far this year is Persona 5 Royal. I understand they've added a ton to this game, but it's still Persona 5. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's not good. the best game of 2020, but it is a fanta- It is the way to play that game, to be very clear. Derek's loving it. I know that. He'll talk about that later. Um, but the highest rated game that came out this year with a 93 on Metacritic is Half-Life Alex. Really? That's that's oh, yeah, in the yeah. first quarter that was the highest rated game well if i ever get my new vr headset it comes with that game free but hmm. i haven't gotten it i ordered that last week i haven't gotten anything about it shipping or anything i already called and i'm like yeah, uh, Derek, we have to prioritize our items for those who are in need during this no this, this is game <laughs> stop oh, you got it from game stop right every phone call so, goes to India and they're no, just like what? That just what? means they're sending out their crappy games first. People can use it for toilet paper and stuff like that. So there is a bit of concern there, Derek, because I, I forget where I was reading it, and I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but I they're closing a lot of their warehouses, so they're actually shipping things directly from stores, right? Oh uh, no, they don't have any warehouses. 
boxes. Or if they don't have any hardware. Okay. <laughs> they closed it all down. It's yeah, all. Yeah. But this is an order through GameStop, but it's through Vive. Meaning, like, oh, GameStop it on their store, but they're not shipping it. They okay. just process the order, send it off to Vive, and then Vive should be shipping it. My issue is I don't think GameStop's doing anything. I think they, uh, I don't think they're yeah. very good with like processing orders. No, their website is terrible, unbelievably terrible. Well, it doesn't help that there's hardly anyone working there anymore. All right, so Half-Life Alex with a 93, with a 91, the second highest rated game that was released this year is Animal Crossing: New Horizons on the old Switch. That means 2020 is so good. <laughs> Tell me that's the same. It's so chill and just so relaxed, guys. I I will I will say this because I've already bashed this game enough. I will say this. I know that there are a ton of people who this is the perfect game for them to be stuck with in quarantine, because they can just kind of sit back and relax with this game. They're stuck with their family. They can play it on Switch and let their family do whatever they want on the TV. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, All right. How do you want to play Animal Crossing? The third highest rated game from 2020 with a 90 is Ori and the Will of the Wisps on the Xbox One. It, the PC version got an 89, so I won't I legit that think but. that game would be 95 to 100 if it wasn't for technical crap. Yeah. I don't see how it could be any lower. Yeah, for me personally, it's up in that 9 out of 10 type range, you know, give or take a couple decimal points. But it would be, you're right, it'd be like a 9.5 easily if, uh, if it weren't for my technical hiccups I had with it. Um, with another 90 is Yakuza 0, which is not a new game, but that mm. came out to Xbox One. It got a high rating this year. Okay. All right, Doom Eternal is the number four rated game released in 2020. On PC and Xbox One, it got an 89, but then on uh, PS4, it's down at 87, just a little bit off. Well, I'm sure that makes Gaston happy. So, <laughs> so Doom Eternal. Uh, Dream. Uh, I mean, it's just Jesse White, but there's a lot of people not liking Doom. And even me, I didn't like love it. Like, I didn't continue playing it. I so. love it. It's fantastic. Okay, now, I've been distracted that. by other stuff, but I, I think it's great. Um, Dreams on the PS4 it has an 89. I still haven't wow. played this, but I feel like before the year's over, whether it's because Sony is really generous and somehow practically gives it away with PS Plus or a super sale, or if Derek and I are like, you know what, let's buy this thing, let's split it or something. For right now, yeah. I haven't. For not, right now, I haven't <laughs> felt the urge to buy it. Um, I've dabbled. I've dabbled. It's got a high review, high rating. I think that's why we added Dan. It's like he plays all the dumb we would never play. Sure. You're welcome. All right, next up is... (laughs) Yeah, all these great releases, and those are the two games you're playing. I hate you. Dreaming about Animal Crossing, bro. Dreaming about (laughs) Animal Crossing. He loves Animal Crossing so much, he recreated it. In dreams. That's right. Kind of like how when Dwight creates, uh, what is it, second, second he life? He creates a second, second life. Second yes. life. <laughs> His guy in second life is playing second life. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero TV edition on the PS4 got an 88. Um, Monster Hunter World Iceborne came out on PC this year. Got an 87. Oh, uh, yeah. So, and then on the Switch and Xbox One also got Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. So none of those count for 2020 because they're all compilations or re-releases or whatever those are all in the 87 88 range which is really good here we go 85 so with the number six game of 2020 so far with 85 is resident evil 3 yeah. on the xbox one that's the that's the one that got that rating i know it came out in multiple consoles but that's fine. That's fine. um also in 85 is neo 2 on the ps4 cool neo 2 is a fantastic game here's one that now i'm interested in because i didn't realize it got rated so high but i've seen it in multiple stores i'm pretty sure it's actually on game pass so i might actually just try it out of curiosity but with an 85 is two point hospital 
Uh, it got an 84 on the Xbox One. It's a, it's essentially a sim, like a sim oh, you, management game. Yeah, like you're like managing a hospital, hospital, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it, it got an 85 in, on Switch and 84 on Xbox One. I mean, they're doing something right. Looks fun. So it's free on Game Pass. So I'm just going to try it out of sheer curiosity because it got such high ratings there. Um, all right. Uh, this one doesn't count, but it's a cool combo they put out on PS4, and that's Bayonetta and Vanquish. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, they might have put it out elsewhere, but that one got an 85 on the PS4. Uh, the last two, 9 and 10 from 2020 so far, are both PC games I don't know anything about. Panzer Core 2 and Lair of the Clockwork God. They got they both got 84s. That second one sounds pretty cool. Lair of the Clockwork God is a sweet title. I just yeah. don't know what it is. Sounds pretty sweet. Uh, and just as a quick side note, uh, To the Moon, the re-release on Switch, got an 84 as well. If you're in for some really sad Final Fantasy VI looking story then it doesn't play like final fantasy 6 but it looks like that super nintendo style ff it's right. on the switch now to the moon is yeah, oh, yeah. it's just too expensive um it's, isn't it's, it like a super short game it is uh yeah like it is it's probably hours, it's think. probably three four hours yeah but it um there's not a ton to explore you don't really do much combat it's all about just talking and yeah it's a story all right quick bonus for you guys lowest rated game of 2020 so far is Dawn of Fear on the PS4 with a 33. Ouch. I've never even heard of it. Never heard of that one either. <laughs> but there you go. 33. Dawn of yeah. Fear. I hope you guys are afraid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of them closing. All right. So either of you guys, you got some stuff from Sony and Microsoft you want to share with us. Uh, we'll start with you, Derek. Is there anything... I, I know the only things that came to mind for me were... I know Phil Spencer was interviewed by IGN. I didn't get a chance to listen to that yet. Um... But I'm not sure what else. I did. Uh, I actually looked up to see if there's any new news this week. Nothing really. I was actually going to share with you guys um, a CNET video where the guy basically built two PCs. Or I think he just built one and then built a budget one. But the one he built, he used parts that were very, very close to next gen. Um, so like close to what the Xbox One X uses. Or not Xbox One but Series X and then PS5 uses. And he basically was testing games, frames per second, stuff like that. All I got to say is we're looking at, on just current gen games, we're looking at probably you're able to run games at 120 frames per second. So that's crazy. That's it. Obviously, I would imagine it's native 4K. He didn't say that, but I know what card he was using, so I know it runs native 4K. Um, that being said, uh, the only real Xbox news was Phil Spencer was on podcast unlock their uh uh their number one xbox show or whatever i haven't honest to god have not listened to that show in like four years but i actually watched it just to see if phil like talked about anything with series oh is there a video version of it yeah i watched it too um so overall there's nothing really new to say i thought if you're a fan of xbox and you're really interested in series x it's worth a listen just because uh Phil does a good job of giving you business answers while still being personable and kind of being as authentic as I believe you can as a suit. Because he is still ultimately a suit. I don't care how much people like him, how friendly he is or whatever. Can you turn off the light, please? Um, He's still a suit. But overall, he gave some good answers on, on the future of Xbox, what he liked, like, for instance, Ryan was actually asking a lot of good questions. Like he asked, like, "Hey, Ryan from, uh, from IGN, McCaffrey, yeah. 
Okay. Mario McCaffrey. He was like, he was asking like one of the questions I liked is he's like, hey, real answer. Give us a real answer. Don't give me a, a business answer or a suit answer. When you saw them reveal the PS5, did you do a little like, yeah, knowing that you're more powerful? And he's like, yeah. I mean, we went into it uh, confident that we had built the most powerful machine and we've got this plan laid out and all this stuff. Um, but once they revealed it, we realized PS5 sounds like it's got a great machine, but we know, like we already know factually, we are more powerful. Mm -hmm. And while some people are going to be like, it's all about the games, it is all about the games. But like I've always said, if it's all about the games, then keep playing your Super NES. Stop upgrading. You keep upgrading because you do like the games, but you like the visual upgrades. You like everything else. So. Yeah. Yeah. Power does matter. Well, but... and I would argue that it also matters where's the best place to play all these awesome third-party titles that come out everywhere. I think that's a legit thing to consider. I think it's when you get into the fanboy wars, which even though our show is built off of you're a fan of Nintendo, you're a fan, even though we all know we like everything. PlayStation, well, <gasps> two-thirds of us like everything. Hey, hey, <laughs> it's hey, a hey. third of us that's an idiot. I'm an adult, all right? I can admit when Xbox does something right. I know. <laughs> but overall we're decently uh open yeah. to everything but um i think it was it was huge for them to come out and and get that victory as far as on the hardware that does not mean they're gonna win everything and he is aware of that i think he's built off this game pass he understands he's got something good with game pass hmm. yeah. uh, he also talked about studios releasing games and that he he didn't go into details but just that his plan is to make sure that it is about the games. In fact, going forward, going forward, sorry, my cat is shaking. Um, but basically, going forward, since they've released all the information they're going to release on the Series X, they're only going to talk about games. So he's going to start now. So that's Great. huge. Because well, that's, that's what we've been waiting for. I think that's what we need to see. And, and like Tim was saying, and I got sidetracked, um, when you get into the fan wars, it's all about PlayStation has better, which even as me as being the Xbox guy, PlayStation has better first party games. That's oh, just yeah. But I yeah. spent most of my time on the Xbox and that has nothing to do with fanboyism. Well, I actually spend most of my time on PC now, but it's. But again, that's nothing to do with you saying I want to be a PC guy. That's just because that's your favorite place to play. That's where they look the best, right? That's exactly what so, it is. That's what I was going to get at is the yeah. third party games look the best on PC slash Xbox One. And you've got a PC that they can look best on. That's not the case for everybody, right? And, and going in, yeah. And then going into next gen which goes back to what I started the conversation with on that video of him building the, and we talked about this last week. I told you guys going by the teraflop numbers, yeah. you're looking at basically an RTX 2080 card, which is the second it's there's the 2080 TI and then the 2080 hmm. that's yeah. second highest card. Of course, when these systems come out, higher cards will be out, but right now in the current market, it's the second highest card. Those, uh, the PS5 and the Xbox One X, or Series X are right around that 2080. Those are going to do way more than what my current card does. Yeah. So I'm already getting an upgrade by buying these consoles. Yeah, so the Series X is going to be your best place to play, at least for a little bit. Unless you upgrade I buy your another PC or upgrade yeah. my PC that I have now. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, I did see some quotes from his interview. I didn't listen to it yet, but I am going to go listen to it. It sounds interesting. I saw two specific things that jumped out. One was that apparently he said something to the effect of 
because he wasn't ready to announce price, but he said he's really happy with where they're going to land on price. Like he's excited about what they're going to be able to do. They've got a good plan. And I know that's, again, that's very suit talk. You're right. Yeah. But I don't think he would even want to address it. I think if, if he knew the price were going to be high, he'd probably double down on how strong and how powerful the system is. So keep in mind, this is the most powerful console. Then I'd start being scared about the price. But with him saying, we feel really great about this winning strategy we have with the cost. Like we feel amazing about where the cost is going to be. That was really encouraging to hear. Um, also, he did talk a lot about, um, like you just mentioned with the games, but he said that this year, between now and when, it, when it's released, they have a ton of games to announce. And I, I hope that's true. I really hope that's true. I think the big thing that I take from it is Brian was pressing him again with Corona and everything going on. He was like, so is there going to be any delays? Is, is there a potential for that? And while he couldn't give like official answers, well, his official answer was we care about the safety of our employees. Sure. Um, which is a suit answer, by the way. They don't, they don't care about your safety. <laughs> um, but, uh, but what I was going to say is they're seeing no potential for delay right now. Unless yeah. something like turns completely. Or right if there's now, a second wave. You know, they talk yeah. a lot about us getting out of quarantine too early and then the second wave of the virus. Yeah. But, yeah. but honestly, I mean, for me, it doesn't bother me. I absolutely love quarantine. Like my wife was actually saying to me today, she's like, yeah, my aunt, my aunt asked on how you're doing. And, and she responded back with, Derek's been preparing his whole life for this. <laughs> <laughs> what I love. Right? This doesn't bother I have no itch. Like, I go exercise and stuff, but I have no itch to go out and socialize. I don't feel the need to go back to work to talk to people. I don't care. I'm good. Yeah. What's that association? What is it? HWO? Who said, like, like a while back, they said that they were doing, like, tests or whatever, saying that, like, it causes mental issues, like gaming and all that. And now they flipped it over to being like, oh, it's actually very healthy for you to be inside right now and play video games. Yep. Absolutely. Show you how all of media, magazines, health, it doesn't matter, how it's all about just getting clicks. They don't care about, like, your health. They don't care. Nobody cares about any of that stuff. It's clicks. Um, Also, Derek, there's one big piece of news I thought you could walk us through game by game what uh, Xbox announced via ID at Xbox, their big indie thing. I thought you'd want to talk through those (laughs) one at a time, little by little. Please spend an hour discussing I agree to be the Xbox guy on this show. Uh I will never be the Xbox indie guy. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I guess I'll do that. (laughs) You can do that. I'm just messing with you. There, there actually are some videos that they've released. If you, if you guys listening, if, if you're listening right now and you're interested in that, go check it out on Xbox's YouTube channel. They released a ton of, of videos watch, and stuff. Watch the interviews. Again, if you're in, interested in Xbox at all, yeah. and just the future of uh, next gen, I think, because they do talk about PlayStation, and he does answer about Cerny and, and PS5 and competition and yep. Game Pass. Yeah, he was Xbox. one of the first ones to be not only really open about the other companies, but also really talk about them a little bit like a fan. Like he he sounds a little bit like someone who really enjoys what Nintendo has made and what Sony has made. I mean, he could be totally lying because this could all just be PR because it is good PR. Yeah. But I kind of buy it. Like he, he strikes me as someone who maybe he doesn't have time to anymore, but someone who at least at one point was a pretty big time gamer. He seems to kind of I think he be a games, gamer. but I don't think he games a lot. I think he games to it's say like I'm a gamer. Yeah. Well, I think he probably used to more, right, before he became what he is now, where he's, he's in demand He's definitely the, the right time. person to be in the position that he's in. And Correct. I mean, they've even made moves like putting um, 
the first Ori like on Switch. Like that was an yeah. Xbox yeah. exclusive, and, uh, and they were like, Cuphead. "Hey, like, yeah." Yeah, and yeah, that was the other thing. I'm glad you said yeah. that. Is he said uh, he he doesn't like to talk about the whole Switch stuff because he's in a way he was kind of saying, "I'm kind of tired of everybody going." Well, this game came out on Xbox, so it must be coming to Switch. It's not coming to Switch. He basically said, "Stop talking about it." Like, unless we announce it, don't yeah. assume everything is coming to Switch, which makes sense. Like, who thinks Halo Infinite is going to come to next no. Nintendo console? It's not. No, so, I think I, I don't expect any other Xbox yeah. games to come. Yeah. But if they do, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's jump over to Sony. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you've had uh, any chance to look at some of their announcements mm-hmm. this week, but we have at least one real sad one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I've been a little frazzled this week, and then today I was like putting together some uh some furniture so i didn't really oh. get to dive is this um, ikea style where you have to do every little piece it was uh from bed bath and beyond okay that's not too it was, bad. uh some over the toilet storage yeah 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 because we yeah. have a smaller bathroom yeah and we need some extra storage i'm actually using a desk right now that i just ordered from amazon and it only has one two three four five pieces and yeah. really simple little like you uh, have these little circular uh, attachments you put into the side, yeah. and then when the screw goes in, you just rotate it once to oh, lock it those. in place. Yep, 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 yep. And it was so, it took me like 10 minutes at the most nice. to get it put together. So, Excellent. but I've also had the IKEA experience where they give you, like, here's a bag of a 500 nails, and you need to like put the whole back across the back of this dresser. So, I, I've had I both always of those. immediately look for the manual, and I'm like, how many steps is this? How many um, pages? is there and yes then when i figure out that number i'm either very annoyed and yes. frustrated already or i'm not so yeah if it's a one pager maybe front and back you're good to go man That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it was actually so side tangent the, the thing i was building today i'd never seen this before so there was like almost this little sort of unlock lock mechanism almost like a switch okay and like so then this like this t-shaped sort of like thing would go into the slot and then when you locked it it like flipped it over so it locked in place oh this is how you actually connected the boards together was with that some of it i mean there was still some screws and then some um allen wrench screws oh yeah yeah. Um, but like it was yeah it made it like you know twice the amount of time it took it would have taken otherwise but i thought it was just a cool little thing i'd never seen it before so Nice. Um, but yeah, so pretty much the only Sony thing I can think of, and uh, I was pulling up uh, something here just so, to get more specifics. The Last of Us Part Two has been delayed indefinitely. Ooh, that last word is a rough one. Indefinitely. So that's cool. That's fun. <laughs> First of all, not um, super shocking. A lot of people talked no. about how this might happen. Um, do you think this would have happened if coronavirus had never hit? No, I don't okay. think so. I, I mean, and and specifically, and obviously, it's it's never like completely confirmed. Like Jason Jason Schreier had said that he had, you know, because he has all his insider people always giving feeding feeding him information, mm-hmm. and he said someone from Naughty Dog had told him the game is basically done. It was just kind of like the tweaking and yeah, you know, getting all like the bugs and everything. So, but yep. I think. The transition of all of the employees at Naughty Dog working from home is making that take a bit longer. Okay. So it's kind of like a twofold. It's it's because of the pandemic, but because of the pandemic, they're working from home, which is making them take longer to do the things they normally would do in the office that would not be taking as long. Correct. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a bummer, but I mean, it's there's other games to play. I will. Yeah, wait. I'm not bummed at all. 
like that has nothing to do with whether I like The Last of Us or not. Like yeah. I love The Last of Us, but I would rather focus on Final Fantasy VII. All that. Yeah. That's the stuff that's coming out like now is what I care about. I don't worry about whether they delay something that's a month and a half away. Final Fantasy as a whole has trained me over the years to be very patient about games. <laughs> and when a delay happens, it happens. And that, it is what it is. And I get being bummed. Like if, uh, I don't know, I don't get bummed anymore. But like when I was a kid, like if Mortal Kombat 3 would have been delayed. And I say 3 because 2, I after playing that, I absolutely became obsessed with that franchise. Like if 3 would have been delayed, I would have had a meltdown. Yeah, because I was buying all the magazines. I was that guy that went to the had my mom take me to the grocery store and buy the magazines to read the updates and the articles on that one game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time was in development. I think they just called it Zelda 64 for a long time, um, and they had a couple of release windows they were shooting for, and they kept pushing it back. And every time I got that Nintendo Power, because I didn't really have the internet then, that Nintendo Power that told me, you know, development's been moved back to whatever. It's like, oh, just a gut punch. Yeah. But that was also, not only were we younger, but we didn't have as many games or access. Oh, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Like now, like, I have to, like, figure out what I want to play. There's a reason why we have a backlog of, like, hundreds of games. games, Because we all get, and me, I'm guilty of this probably more than anybody else. Like, I just buy a ton of games because I love buying games. Like, it's yeah. fun to buy games and own them. That's why yeah, I don't it's get fun to hit that purchase button, and then it starts yeah. downloading. I don't get excited by people who are like, hey, this game's free. Okay, cool. Not going to play it. <laughs> Make me pay 60 bucks for it. <laughs> you probably do get excited, right. though, when an old game gets re-released. You love that, right? Full price. It's your favorite. <laughs> Full price. <laughs> and so two two follow up questions for both of you on this. I want to get your takes on. I'll start with you, Dan, since you're the Sony man. Yeah. Uh, do you think this game will like when do you think this game will come out? Or just give me your prediction. And also, do you think Ghost of Tsushima will probably do something similar? Um, actually, I'll answer the second the second one first. I think it definitely will. Um, just because right now it's like. It, this whole situation is completely up in the air. Like, yeah. I I don't understand what we're all supposed to do until they figure out a vaccine. Like, everything is spiraling out of control. Like, what are we supposed to do? Because if we, if we go outside and all start being around each other again, then we're just going to get sick. So... Did you see the projections, by the way? If we had done no quarantining, if we do nothing, yeah. the U.S. death toll is somewhere in the 1.5 to 2 million range. Right, yeah. If we, <laughs> with the quarantining, with all these social distancing procedures and all that stuff in place they're saying 100 to 200,000 which is still still crazy yeah. number of deaths yes but it really does it's crazy mitigated also compared yeah. to what it could have been yeah. and they're also trying to decrease that even more so that being I, said I'm, I'm with you it's like what are we all supposed to do right yeah. now i get it's important but like it's like obviously in our lifetime nothing like this has happened like all these small businesses like what are they supposed to do yeah. people who are unemployed what are they supposed to do i think the big thing is what dan said like, we've gone through viruses like this have happened before, mm-hmm. but we don't have a solution. Once the solution is put in place, yeah. once the T virus is taken care of, <laughs> then we yes. can go back to yes. living our normal. <laughs> Dude, as I was playing Resident Evil 3 in the intro, when they start talking about the virus, I'm like, this I know. is. Going through yeah. this right now. Hey, by the way, there was, I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan introduce Dr. Peter Hotez. He's a guy he's had on there before. 
He's this doctor of infectious disease stuff. A um, little bit of a snooze fest, most of that show. It's a long one, and they kind of say stuff we've all heard before. But a few of the things he said was interesting. One of them was, it sounded so video game or like B-zombie movie-like, because he said that he's got a a treatment that he's been pushing for, that he believes there's some good evidence that it could work, and that it's uh, someone who's had the virus, has recovered from it, and now has antibodies in their bloodstream. You, you use that blood as treatment for someone who currently has it, and the antibodies fight it off. It sounds so much like a re- <laughs> something from a oh, Resident yeah. Evil or something like that. It's like, what did you well, just say? Like literally, like that that intro thing that Derek's talking about. Like you know what's ha- you know what the game is. Like you know what's happening, yeah. but they have like almost like this this scientist or this actor in a scientist suit, for, yeah. like Umbrella is hired to be like, we're Umbrella and we're gonna do all these great things and we're gonna help the world. And it's like. No, you're just you're terrible. Like, <laughs> um, hey, there was a couple other Sony. Oh, we didn't even get to your to answer the rest of your questions. So you think uh, Ghost of Tsushima also yeah. delayed? When no, do absolutely. you think both of those might come out? Will it be this year? And when do you think? If you had to guess, I mean, this is total are, guess. Are, are, I, are, I, around I, September. They, okay. Don't you think it would just at this point just push them back to PS5 release? Why wouldn't you do it? Well, I mean, they're gonna yeah. So the system is gonna be backwards compatible at least with most PS4 games, right? So, I don't know. Well, so it, I, my guess is that we're gonna have a September. Oh, sorry, Derek. To release on the PS5, like they don't actually have the ability to release on the PS5 right now. Yeah. That would be the only reason why, to me, you wouldn't delay those till the PS5. Well, it's, it's also scary. With, it's well scary in quotes because it's really not that serious because you know obviously we can survive without video games, but like the whole thing with the PS5 and like the rumors of the concerns because a lot of their warehouses or the, where they're getting the parts was from China. Mm-hmm. So, it, but that, I, is it kind of doing better though now, or is that well, all? They like, are, but they were also opening up their markets already again, and it's like, well, that's where this even came from. So why are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so if I had to guess, I would say we're going to see Last of Us Part Two in September. That's become a pretty marquee release window for some games. So that's going to make September pretty nuts if that's correct. You know, Cyberpunk and the Marvel Avengers. And yeah, that's going to be a pretty busy month if that happens. Mm-hmm. And then I think Ghost of Tsushima will be a holiday game. And like Derek said, it'll be one of those things where it's like, hey, you can play this on your new PS5 right now or play it on your PS4. They'll still be marketing for the PS4 over the holidays as well because I'll have some awesome price drops and some great bundles. I think Ghost of Tsushima will be will be one of those. So I think co- that Ghost is a holiday game, and I think um, Last of Us Part Two is kind of an early fall, September release, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what do you streaming. think? Do you think it's something like that, or what do you think? Uh, I want to believe they're both going to come out on the PS5 at launch, if they can do it. Uh, if not, I would see, based off of the way uh, Naughty Dog was responding, they were making it seem like this could just be like a couple month pushback. So that sounds like August to me, which I yeah. would totally be okay with. Um, but I would like, I would think it's PS5 at this point. Okay. Like yeah. they're both going to just shoot for PS5. They're not going to come out and say that, but I think that's what they're going to do. So the last one I wanted to mention for Sony that I just happened to see, because Sony actually released some news about some indie games and stuff. <laughs> Uh, John Wick Hex is this PC game that was out last year that everyone loved. It's coming to uh, PS4 on May 5th. Really cool looking game. The art style is awesome. It's kind of a tactical. It's not turn based. They call it like time based. You'll have to just go watch a video of it to see how it works. But it got really good reviews on PC and it's coming to PS4 on May 5th. So John Wick Hex. 
looks pretty cool. All right, Nintendo time. Uh, there's a huge eShop sale going on right now. I didn't even get to the bottom of the the uh, deals list in the eShop when I was looking through it. I still think that eShop needs a revamp. I'm not convinced. Yeah. That, I'm not convinced I'll ever do it at this point. They're three years in. That's probably that's the way it is. Anyway, um, there are a ton of things on sale on the eShop. So go take a look. There's a, and it's supposed to be going on all week. So go take a look in the eShop um, if you have a Switch. Also, speaking of the Switch, uh, apparently Switch systems are sold out like all over the place. They're really hard to find right now. Um, I mean, oh, it, makes, yeah. it, it makes sense. There's a lot of demand for these things while you're. Well, at I home. saw GameStop. I mean, you know how GameStop will do like where they're advertising their main deals, and they, yeah. you have a little board that flashes across. One of their main deals was uh, Switch bundles, and so they were bundling in mm-hmm. Animal Crossing um, and some accessories. So I, I knew. The, yep. Switch being... the Switch is in high demand right now, and uh, apparently Nintendo released a statement saying they're aware of the issue and they're going to ramp up production of it. Can I ask why? Why, like, quarantine's happening? Why would the Switch's sales increase? I think it might have to do with the fact that, hey, we need additional screens for all these people stuck at home now. I mean, it's just a nice additional video game screen to have. I guess, you know, if you're, you're stuck with kids, you're wanting to buy I mean, Animal Crossing could be a reason for it. It is, again, we've talked about it. It's a very popular game with a lot of different people. Uh, not only that, uh, the Switch Lite is apparently the easiest uh, version of the Switch to find. It's still tough to find, but it's still out there. Uh, like Derek said, there's some Animal Crossing Switch Lite uh, bundles, especially things like that. But uh, yeah, if you see one and you were looking for one, you might want to grab it because it could be a while till they're readily available um outer worlds is dropping on the switch on june 5th so that's pretty exciting um again it's one of those things because there's another game coming on june 5th that um compilation of board and card games for families where you can lay the switch flat on a table and you can play things like othello and chess and all that kind of stuff together um but that doesn't come out till june 5th either when most of us will probably be getting back to some sort of regular schedule i had Uh oh Um, All right, so here's the real meat of Nintendo news this week. Uh, I wanted to see what you guys thought about this. I'll just, spoiler alert, this is very exciting. Uh, There's a major rumor that's been confirmed, quote-unquote confirmed, by a bunch of different reputable sources. Originally reported, I think, by VGC. I think Eurogamer also had an article about it. Uh, But Nintendo's planning to release remastered Switch versions of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario 3D World, and Super Mario Galaxy to celebrate their 35th birthday this year so the idea is to have remastered switch versions of of basically a major mario game from every previous system that doesn't have one for yet because you can get the old nes and snes marios through switch online and now they're adding a 64 gamecube wii and wii u uh remastered versions as well if this is true it seems like it's very likely to be true also the 3d world is going to be a deluxe edition they're saying uh, that's going to have some extra levels and, and bonus content, things like that. So I think that's pretty exciting. I sounds legit to me. Did you play 3D World? Nope, never played it. That was like one of my favorites. I played 3D Land on the 3DS, which is an awesome game, but I think 3D World is supposed to be better. It's cleaner and prettier. Yep. I liked it better. I had I like the cat suit and stuff, World. right? Like it. Yeah, that looked like a 3D World's really good. Yeah, I, as somebody, I've said this a ton of times before, I'm not really into those style games anymore i I play mario games um but i'm not in love with them but i do get excited for like the older mario games i mean two of those i've never finished i never finished mario sunshine i only played it for a little bit um i never i got really far into sunshine it's one of my favorites ever 
It was so and cool. And 3D World I beat. And then what was the other one? Uh, Galaxy and 64. Love for them to re-release because I barely touched those. I bought them and then I just don't... I didn't like Wii controls, so I didn't yeah. play a lot of Wii yeah, Mario 64 was the first time I'd ever... But I was able to move a character in a 3D space in a video game. It was mind blowing. I still remember that moment of using the analog stick when on that brand new N64 controller. It was all funky, looked like a trident. It was kind of weird, but being able to move Mario in this awesome circle and also control the speed of how he ran or walked by how far you pressed the analog stick. I mean, it was all so cool. And now we, now it's just a given. All games do that. But that was the start of something really special. I still remember that moment. Oh, and Odyssey did it really good. Odyssey, Odyssey was amazing. Yep. I was gonna say they even gave a context um, with 64, the uh, the fl- uh, guy in the cloud kind of floating behind you with the camera. Mm-hmm. He's yep. videotaping the whole thing. He's yeah. The idea was how do we? Stuff. Yeah, we're gonna let the person control the camera, but what's that gonna be? Oh, that'll be a uh, whatever they're called, the little guys in the uh, cloud. I forget, I forget what they're called. Yeah, the little fishing rod and the camera on it. So anyway, that's pretty exciting. Uh, I do think that's legit, and I think that's probably gonna be released over the course of the fall, if I had to guess. I think we'll probably get like a. August, September, October, November type rollout for those. Or they'll come out in one big bundle, but I doubt it. I think they'll be staggered. Why don't we talk about the the game that's coming out May 29th that didn't get delayed because it's better than the last of this part two. What's that? Oh, it's you know, it's coming to the Switch. I, I know. I want to hear you say it. What is Xenoblade. it? Xenoblade. Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles. Those aren't even remotely the same kinds of games. Definitive edition. Yeah. <laughs> They're not exactly close. the same. What are you talking not about? Not even close, like, at all. Actually, yeah. what I do want to talk about RPGs, speaking of, is why isn't Super Mario RPG being remade and then also a sequel coming, Tim? Yeah. Why well, is this happening? This is ridiculous. I don't, know, I don't know why. Maybe Nintendo and Square don't get along as well as they used to. I don't know. But I do know that uh, there's part of that rumor included some whispers about a new Paper Mario of some sort, a brand new one in the works. I don't care about Paper Mario. I need... Super Mario. I need but Mallow. I, I need Mallow and Gino back. Super Mario. All right. I need Mallow and Gino. Paper Mario mm-hmm. took over that. I, I don't. I don't need that. I need the old. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. It's just it's not gonna happen. Um, I could see them doing a remake at some point. I just don't think I see Square jumping back in with that one. But well, I mean, they've. There seems like they, because obviously back in the day it was like Nintendo was basically like, don't talk to us ever again. But yeah. like. Lately, they have been releasing their older game, like pretty much a lot of. They're the, getting along well now. Yeah. So the PS One uh, Final Fantasies are on the Switch. Uh, and PS Two now. Ten yeah. is on the Switch. Twelve. Twelve's yeah, on there. So, mm-hmm. yep. yep. So I mean, you know, never know. Yep. Who knows? All right, it's time to jump into our game for this week. Dan's gonna lead us off in current gen Battle Square. Speaking of Final Fantasy, I know Derek's very excited. So, yeah, so I'm gonna be uh, taking it now. Okay, well then Tim wins automatically. Yay! <laughs> um, so they're I'm still constructing. So like, there's gonna be a point system, and then I'm thinking like the points you guys can like maybe redeem as we're going along for certain things like power ups or something. Oh, uh, that's still still working on that aspect. But uh, I'm just gonna because I didn't tally the points from the first time we did it, so I'm just gonna automatically. I think give we you tied. Points. But yeah, I'm just going to give each of you 500 points. You're starting off with 500 points. Sweet. Uh, little pre-order uh, bonus. Coin sound. It's a pre-order bonus. <laughs> um, Someone's been to GameStop way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
for the Battle Square, in case anyone forgets, Battle Square is the mini game at the uh, Golden Saucer in Final Fantasy VII, where you uh, fight enemies and you escalate each level, um, getting more points as you kill them. And sometimes there's uh, stat buffs or decreases as you go along and you get points. So Tim and Derek are going to battle for points. Let's do it. Answering trivia. And Derek was very upset last time that the questions are so easy. So this this is a freebie question for Derek. Mm-hmm. This this doesn't act. This is just a freebie question. Derek, what Final Fantasy came after Final Fantasy Nine? Um, well, I'm gonna give you the real answer just because I want points. Final Fantasy Ten. Yes, correct. <laughs> Hooray! I'm so proud of you. All right. Are we sure there wasn't some spinoff between those two? <laughs> well, there, I mean, there, there could have been, but yeah. that was my sarcastic question for Derek. <laughs> All right, so real action. We, so we should both like have our answers ready. That way Derek doesn't copy me is basically what I'm getting at here. Yes. Pretty much. Um, yeah, pretty much it's like you're both going to answer, and depending, obviously, if you get it right, you get points. So. All right, so first serious question. In Final Fantasy XV, what is the first astral or summon you obtain in the game is that a ramu b shiva or c titan derek hmm. i'm gonna say i don't remember uh c tim a ramu titan is correct oh, nice. c. derek gets points it's funny because tim answered that way more confident than i did <laughs> It's a yeah. Derek got it right. I threw in a a, a newer Final Fantasy in there for you, Derek. So. It's because you don't like. Yeah, it. I I actually could not remember whatsoever which one you get first. So just so y'all know that my son just popped an achievement while I'm uh recording this. Like it literally. Achievement for what? What was the achievement for? Oh, he's <laughs> in his. Uh, this kid's hardcore. Like this kid is hardcore. Fortnite. No, he's he's given up completely on uh Fortnite, but he's okay. playing. NBA 2K20, but he's doing my player. Okay. He's already gone through one full season. This is all while we're quarantined. <laughs> one full <laughs> season, which that's 82 games, in case you don't know. Now, you don't play the full 82 games. You only play what your player plays. So if your right. player plays 10 minutes, you play 10 minutes of that game. But he's a, he's now a starter, um, and he's in his second season. He was telling me, I think it was yesterday, yeah, Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. He was so pissed off. I'm like, why are you so mad? He's like, my teammates were in the playoffs and I'm losing. <laughs> if they just give me the ball, like he was. So He's basically mad. LeBron James on the on the Cavaliers. <laughs> He's on the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but he wants to take all the shots. <laughs> He's basically like the quarantine meme, like X amount of days later. Like that's him. So He's while like, you're doing this, I get it because I'm on Windows PC. I get an achievement pops up on my PC saying you scored the first 10 points of a game. That's him. He's up there taking probably 16 shots to get 10 points. But well, in your case, you got 100 points. So. Thanks, bro. Oh, you're welcome. All right. So question. Well, well, it was three because the first one was a fake question. But uh, what is the currency called in all Final Fantasy games? Is that a? Is that a Zenny? B Gil? Or C, ducats. B. B. You are both correct. You both get points. Yay. Yay. All right. 
I'm going to have to find a better way to tally these points, but I have to type them out for now. Uh, next question. In the upcoming Final Fantasy VII Remake, Part 1, which character will be appearing in the game but will not be playable? Is that A, Kate Sith, B, Red Thirteen, or C, Yuffie? B. B. That is correct. Red Thirteen. More, more points. Both of y'all. I am curious when it's time to see Kate Sith in those remakes. What they're how they're gonna design <laughs> that character? He's absolutely the the wild card there of yeah. how that's gonna work out. So yeah, but I have a feeling they'll make it look cool. It, it, or not cool because obviously he's just a dumb giant stuffed animal. He looks like a weird character from a what was those guy those movies? Um, blanking out on his name. The guy who does like uh, my neighbor Totoro. My neighbor Totoro. Oh, uh, Ghibli. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a Ghibli Films character. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting because it's like a dude controlling the cat that's Miyazaki. Honest. Miyazaki movie yeah, character. Miyazaki. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Uh, next question. So, our Facebook group is full of colorful, unique, great people. Uh, but one of them is lazy. Too lazy to finish a Final Fantasy game that he put many, many hours into and is in the last hour or two of the game, but refuses to do minimal amount of grinding. The culprit <laughs> is Jesse White. The game is A, Final Fantasy VII, B, Final Fantasy XV, or C, Final Fantasy X. C. That is correct. <laughs> Finish the goddamn game, Jesse. He will not. He will not. To me, that one makes a little more sense. The one that's... I legit feel bad for him that he, because he loves Doom so much, and he's just not enjoying <laughs> Doom Eternal. Yes. And I don't think he's alone in that. I, I think a lot of people are struggling with... You know, when you're looking forward so much to a sequel to something yeah. or the next entry, and sure. it just doesn't live up to the hype, and you're just like, I'm not having fun playing this. I'd rather go play other stuff. That is a super bummer when it's a it franchise is. you love. Oh, absolutely. For but, sure. Anyway. Which was final. I think he'll before. come back to it at some point. I know he yeah. sold it, so he's not going to come back to it anytime soon, but I think yeah. he'll come back to Doom at some point, and I think his opinion will change a little bit. Not yeah. much, but a little bit. It's not my game of the year. Even so far in 2020, where it hasn't been the strongest year yet. But anyway, it's good. All right, go ahead, Dan. What's the next one? Next question. Uh, once, con- <laughs> once considered true, but has been since debunked as a myth by the father of Final Fantasy himself, it was once thought that Final Fantasy was called that because it would make or break the company, hence potentially being the final game they made. Who is the father of Final Fantasy? Is that A, Hironobu Sakaguchi, B, Nobuo Uematsu, or C, Yoshinori Katase? Derek? A. A. That is correct. Yeah. I only recognize their last names. The first names I never recognize. Yeah. That's the pops of Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Hironobu Sakaguchi. All right, next question. The original Final Fantasy VII is a smash hit JRPG that has since sold over 12 million copies and elevated the status of the PS1 to extraordinary heights back in 1997. It wasn't originally designed for the PS1, though. What hardware were they originally experimenting with to release it on? Is that A, Nintendo 64, B, Sega Saturn, or C, Atari Jaguar? Derek? All right, um, 64. It was, a, it was a Nintendo system, I know that. So you're picking A, obviously? That's my, yeah, yeah. Yes, that is correct. 
It was but Nintendo I, 64. Wasn't it because Nintendo insisted on doing cartridges again that Square had to back out, basically? Yeah, yeah. they were, like, testing it on there, and it kind of actually looked like 6. The character models were um, kind of similar to 6. And then, um, yeah, and then the PS1 came out, and they're like, hmm, well, this is CDs. Yeah. And we can do the FMVs and all that, and there's more memory and more things going Music on. Music and all of it, yeah. And then That's Nintendo the system they ever made. Yeah. And the uh, multiple discs, they were like, we can just split this out into multiple discs. Yeah. Worked, worked well. And then Nintendo was a very, a very scornful broad in that situation. So they really had, they really got their undies in a bunch all the time yeah. back in the nineties. They really they did. did. They still do. They're just not. <laughs> We're gonna put our seal on this, and if it doesn't have our seal, then you can't make it. I'd, yeah, I would say in the two thousands they were kind of the same way. It wasn't until they kind of chilled out around the Wii time. Mm. They kind of chilled out a bit, but anyway. Yeah. Next question. Uh, Final Fantasy VI was the last Final Fantasy on the Super Nintendo and is considered by numerous fans to be the best title in the entire franchise. It has the largest number of permanent playable characters of any game in the Mainline series, as well as, the, as well as a number of characters who are only briefly controlled by the player. How many permanent playable characters did it have? Is that A, 12, B, 14, or C, 15? I'm going to go with A. I think it's 14 permanent. Is that your final answer? B, yeah. B is correct. Oh. 14 characters. I know, you're very upset. <laughs> <laughs> you got one wrong. We're doing Resident Evil next time we do this. Well, then you got to come up with the game next time. Yeah, bro. exactly. All right, okay. uh, two, two more questions. Uh, next question. Final Fantasy X-2 was the first ever sequel to a mainline Final Fantasy. Okay. The cast was comprised of returning characters Yuna and Riku with the addition of newcomer Pain. What other Square Enix series have they appeared in as a group? Is that A, Dissidia Final Fantasy, B, Dragon Quest, or C, Kingdom Hearts? A. Dragon Quest? I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with A with Dissidia. You were both wrong. Oh. The answer is C, Kingdom Hearts. I don't know if you remember in Kingdom Hearts 2 was the first time they introduced them. They were all three of them together as like kind of like almost like little fairy looking characters. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, fun facts. Kingdom yes, fun Hearts. Fact. See, that was a good tricky question. That was I was good following one. you until I was like, okay, well, it has to be a Final Fantasy game. That was a good oh, one. You have been tripped. All right. <laughs> and then the last question, which is going to be. You just so got this, freest. That's right. So how this is going to work is I'm going to say Derek first. So, well, actually, I'll, I'll say the question. In Final Fantasy IV, Radia was the summoner in your party who could call down powerful creatures, a.k.a. summons, to unleash devastating damage to your enemies. List all the summons. So you're going to switch back and forth. Derek's going to think of a summon. If he gets it right, then we go to Tim. Tim gets it right. Go to Derek. So each time you get one right, you get points. But whoever first gets it, or if once you both get it wrong, then we're done. I'm gonna get it wrong because I didn't play Final Fantasy IV. But well, there's there's a few of them. There's about I think 14 or 15 summons. So okay, you're probably safe to pick some from other games. Big hint. Right. So we'll start with Derek. I don't know. I don't even know the names of summons. Fine, I'll say Titan. Yes. Ifrit. Yes. Or is it Ifrit? I say Ifrit. It's Ifrit when it's the I, but I think sometimes it's spelled E-F-R-E-E-T. So okay. that would be Ifrit. 
Yeah, I don't remember any of the names of the summons. Okay, so we got Titan and Ifrit so far. Tim, go again. <laughs> Shiva. Yes. Well, Derek, you, you skipped your turn, so you're right. Yeah, because I'm bowing out. Uh, Bahamut. Yes. Alexander, did you have Alexander that year? No. Oh, okay. Bah, 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 All right. Yeah, there's there's quite a few of them, but uh, you guys got like five of them, so that's not bad, I guess. Uh, six had a whole bunch that they carried over from four and five, but then they also added a ton of new ones, too. Which yeah, was really yeah. Cool. yeah, there's some in here that, like, because I've played four, um, but, like, I don't even remember some of these summons, so. It's interesting they call them something different in every Final Fantasy, but it's the same idea. Yeah. Um, like, in six, it was the espers, right? It was these little esper yes. crystals you would get, and that would essentially be one of these powerful, magical creatures you could summon. But, anyway. Yeah. Cool. I've always been a big fan of them. It's always one of my favorite aspects of Final Fantasy. So. Alexander was one of the coolest FMV sequences in seven oh, yeah. back in the day. I don't well, know if it was FM... nine. So isn't that the one with the wings, right? The wings. In nine, yeah. Oh, I just like that that's that shot because Bahamut comes in and they're oh kind of so like cool facing off. That was yeah. one of the coolest cutscenes in uh, All right, PS ones. Let's let's <laughs> move. So, the <laughs> so we started off five hundred points each. Tim is now ahead with fourteen hundred points, and Derek Woo-hoo! has twelve points that's fine we're yeah, doing resident evil next time that concludes All right, derek's gonna, this round of battle square derek's gonna run next week's current gen battle square and he will come up with a quiz <laughs> dan's gonna smoke me in that one if it's resident evil so that's gonna be interesting uh, i'll be mortal Kombat just uh, oh both of those yeah. i'll fail <laughs> miserably do resident <laughs> evil and mortal Kombat question <laughs> no i think we should I, I i like the idea of the show i don't think it can be final fantasy every time but i think we should all just pick one thing every once right. in a while. It's always our battle square, but it, it needs to be other yeah. Yeah. franchises. That's great. Love it. Love cool. it. Love it. Well done. Good job, Dan. Thanks for putting that together. Uh, now we're going to close things out with stuff that we are currently playing. Dan, we'll start with you. Um, I know you're still settling in at home there at the new house. First of all, how you digging the new place? How's it been? If you spent a lot of time there, so how are you liking it? Yeah, I'll say. Um, so working from home is terrible. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not fun. Well, I was technically working already from home beforehand because as the coronavirus, as that kind of was escalating, um, they were saying we can work from home because our company just already kind of is, has that infrastructure set up to okay. allow people to work from home. Obviously okay. there's, there's more strain on the network right now. Cause there's more people, yeah. you know, on the VPN. Are you but, on a lot of meetings and stuff? No. Um, it's okay. just tough because I don't have all my resources here with me, like at, at like I do at my cube. Like mm-hmm. I have things pinned on the wall, and I have right. my notebook with my little notes and little just kind of things that someone said, hey, this is how this works, and it's like it's not really in any sort of document. So it's like, cool, I, I might not quite remember that, so that's fun. Guys, we're uh, going to start a, a GoFundMe to get Daniel a notebook at home. <laughs> <laughs> please, please help me. He needs a notebook. Dan, run to your office, get all your notes, and then bring them home. Yeah, I'm sure. sure. You can do that. Do you want me to like everything on the way there, or...? Yeah, you should. Okay. Dude, just wear gloves. You're going to be fine. Wear a mask. <laughs> I, I love all the videos of like, oh, people are wearing gloves, and then they're like touching things that are potentially contaminated and then just scratching yeah. their face anyways. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the home's nice. It's great. I do like it. The peace and quiet is fantastic. That was really the main thing. Um, mm. just, ah, it's, so it's, it's a day without a woman. I got it. <laughs> oh, it's just stressful because Colin. you're responsible for everything. Um. 
like it's been raining a lot the past like seven eight days it's it's actually just kind of been raining a bunch and um the water has been acting kind of weird do like, you ever sit uh, by the window and just gaze out sadly as the water comes down and you're stuck inside no because i had to work oh, okay. <laughs> so, i mean i guess I, I suppose i could uh sort of move daniel doesn't take breaks he's just like this the whole time he's what, like he's, that freaking nerd did your like, boss oh, listen to this show or something <laughs> I, I love working and derek's like yeah i'm working really hard for <laughs> i'm like i'm like dwight when um jim is timing him because he says he's never yeah, oh my gosh like, that's yeah, the yeah. best wasting company time yeah, well, yeah. well have Actually, you gotten any gaming I'm time not- yet yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say my job's like perfect for at home because it's all like time based. Oh you yeah. Can't screw around. Like if it's slow, I, I, I mean. yeah. I can play like a video game if I like if like I finish my work early. But this past week, I scared Eli because he was playing Xbox over there, and I was cursing at up a <laughs> woman. Like I wasn't yelling at her directly, but I was just like, if this biatch throws one more thing my way when I'm just learning stuff. And I was freaking out. He's like, Dude, calm down, dude. I'm talking about your coworkers. That <laughs> you don't know what I'm going through right now. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, I have not had, like, I remember in the past, if we would have a bad snow day or maybe if I were kind of sick, but not so sick that I can't work. I just didn't want to go and spread the germs in the office. Like those kind of yeah. stay at home work days. I'm able to get work done, but I also kind of pause sometimes for hours at a time and come back to it later and then maybe work a little bit in the evening and just kind of over the course of the day, I get seven, eight hours of work in. But um, this has been very different. I mean, I've been up and online before eight and then not really logging off till after five as if it's a normal work day at the office. It's been really, really busy. It's not a bad thing. I like being busy, um, but it hasn't been that fun kind of vacation. Hey, we're all at home partying every day that uh, that the kids have had. I don't have flexibility like that. They have a system that basically micromanages us. So if oh, I step away lovely. from my if I step away from my desk at three minutes, it basically puts me in uh, sort of like not working time. And then when it hits eight minutes, there's a window that pops up, and then I have to like either choose like lunch or break or something. Oh, good or, lord! Or okay. type in what it was that I was just doing. Can you type in like long poop? Yes, this I could. This is going to be the future for a lot of companies now and i think they're going to start implementing that bull crap yeah because you know some of some companies that are doing this they're going to find out that their productivity is either the same and in some cases improved mm-hmm. uh, because there's not that social aspect at work and i think they'll also discover how much money they save from not having all the expenses of maintaining an office right um so i think you're right i think some some places will shift over to this yeah. more completely Probably. but all right, so back to video games. Did you get a chance to game at all this week? And, and if so, what have you been playing? Well, I love Animal Crossing. So just Has it been that relaxing thing you needed <laughs> as you wrap up the day? For real? Yeah, it's cool. It's cool because so you can either play it how you're supposed to normally play it, which I think is dumb because it's literally like you're playing, on, like I said last time, it's Monday at 8.05 p.m. That's what it is in the game. I like to change the clock in the system so I can progress forward in the game and actually get to the fun stuff because you'll end you'll kind of be at the end of a day and be like i don't really have anything to do right now um and i think maybe tim that's why you aren't totally feeling it either because i don't know about you do do you like like constructing towns and kind of like building things i do i love that i just don't like waiting for them that's unless there's other stuff to do if there's other high quality and fun and productive stuff to do while stuff's being built i can handle that yeah and i think that's the like the late the later part of this game is like you're literally Mm -hmm. the whole island's going to be like a town with like walking paths and like you know 
parks and things like you can build it's uh that game that i got into over christmas uh frostpunk which is a re- i still okay. think it's a great game especially if you have a pc i think it's a place to play it because you the mouse controls would be ideal for that game but um it's that same idea of managing this whole city and trying to keep them alive in this horrible weather and but it throws you right into it right away you have yeah. to have these resources to build this building but if you want to build this building you got to train them to do this thing and so yeah. you're always managing the next thing it keeps you so engaged next thing you know it's been three hours you're like holy crap yeah. what just happened yeah uh, exactly. and i any kind of simulation or strategy game that's the kind of vibe that i want i want to be able to keep moving to the next thing it yeah. can be a little stressful but usually it's just satisfying moment after moment where you're accomplishing this next thing and upgrading stuff yeah. animal crossing for me personally I understand it eventually gets there for a lot of folks, but um, I certainly don't see that at the beginning, at least. It needs more structure. I think it would have benefited. Obviously, that's not what the game is. I think it would benefit from having sort of like its own in-game calendar and time system that you can do stuff. And then you you put your character to bed and they wake up the next day and you do more stuff, rinse, repeat. That's why I like Stardew Valley. Exactly. Because it, it does have much more of a a cut and dried here's your schedule and here's your energy meter you can get certain number of things done per day if you want to do more of the exploring and mining rocks you could do that if you want to work on your farm a little more you could do that yeah so anyway yeah yeah that's why i like games like that more yeah um and then obviously resident evil 3 but i don't know if we wanted to kind of do that as like a group little discussion or yeah let's let's close out uh, with that because i I think derek's gonna want to talk about that too so let's Um, close out with re3 and i dabbled in dreams a bit just a little bit um, there's some pretty interesting things on there that are created. I actually was playing uh, somebody called uh, made a uh, Sonic uh, Legends, I think it was called, and oh, okay. it it actually was like very accurate to the 3D Sonic games. The way it moved, the way it was playing, like I was actually very impressed. So when you get on so, the game, is it like a menu where you go through and see like highest rated created stuff? Like how does that work? If I just want to play stuff, I don't want to make anything. It's not my vibe. So there is kind of like a little intro thing of like you pick your little imp the little okay. character that's kind of like almost like your mouse cursor yeah. um, and you go through this like little sort of like five minute thing of like oh like this is artsy and there's like a person narrating some stuff um, okay. and then it goes to like almost like this little hub and then you choose either create or play so okay. it's i'd say to get to right to that to like sort of just start jumping in and playing things it's about five minutes that's not bad that's not bad yeah. so i don't have to play like a whole small game with multiple levels to get to no. that no because um, you basically go to the menus of like where you're choosing to play other people's creations that's what i want to do i want to get into play and i want to play yeah. the stuff that has the most plays or has been rated yeah. the highest if i'm assuming there's a rating system of some kind so that's that's what i want to do yeah media media molecules they're like the story that they made which i think i've heard is about three to four hours long not super long is like mm-hmm. right in the menu like it's the first thing you see but then you like hit down or like over and you can go to like all the stuff that other people have created gotcha. so. cool yeah so it's pretty quick and yeah it's interesting i think it's interesting all right, uh, Derek, other than RE3, which we'll close with, what have you been playing this week? Um, so I just wanted to talk about um, some two older games. So one was I jumped into, y'all know I was playing Dragon Age Origins. No, I was mainly playing Wait, hang that. on, hang on. I've got a special theme song for whenever you talk about Dragon <laughs> Age. One second, here we go. I'll, I'll start it. I love it because it's trash. Oh, I love trash. All right, you'll have to hear it on the show when you listen to it. Okay. I want to insert this on. But I, I actually uh, that's funny. So anyway, so Dragon Age Origins, <laughs> um, I started that on the Xbox 360, but I had the 360 hooked up over over here where I work. 
Um, but I did not play it this week. I actually uh, decided to jump in on Jade Empire, which that is a BC game on the Xbox One X that has been updated to 4K visual. So it's native 4K. So it looks real good. I just want to say that Jade Empire is one of my favorite Bioware games. It is 100% dated. Like all games are dated to a certain extent, but this one's it's pretty bad. Like you were feeling uh, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the the, the gameplay still works. I don't know if either one of you played it ever, but I uh, long the time ago at my brother-in-law's house, I played it for like an hour just to try it out. It's like that combination of um, what they were doing with all their previous games, like uh, Knights of the Old Republic, where right. it's like time combat, but this is more action. So it's happening in time, but it's not fluid like your action fighting martial arts games. So. It's the 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 controls are decent, but the camera is whacked out a lot of times. So it's like frustrating trying to to get to the enemy, and then once you get to the enemy, they'll knock you back or whatever. But overall, I played. I think I played nine hours straight of it last Sunday. I just got hooked and I kept playing it. But that's it. I have not gone back since then because I was just like, you know what? I don't really want to play this anymore. yeah but that's kind of fun to do like you don't have to finish a replay it's just like i'm gonna enjoy the nostalgia yeah, go of this for a little while just like i'm gonna go back to dragon age origins like that's why i started i didn't start them because i'm not gonna finish them i will finish them yeah. just now is not the time because i um the main game i really started playing was assassin creed odyssey um i finished i finished off the i think i said this on last week's show i finished off the the story of your main characters i guess like his heritage or whatever yeah. where it gets into like mythology and all that and then i wanted to before i jumped into the expansions or the dlc i wanted to kill off all the cultists yeah that was frustrating it was fun and i actually looking back on it i was like this is really cool, and this is what I would think would set Odyssey above Origins as far as these little things that they had, these systems built in to like encourage you to play this game even longer than what mm-hmm. you can play if you just did main story and side story stuff. Like, like the searching for clues and hunting these cultists out were fun, but there was some that were just frustrating. Like the fighting was um, frustrating or finding them was frustrating? The fighting Finding them was frustrating. I got you. Um, even the sheep battles, there's a certain cult group that most of their most of them are on the sea. So those were even not even frustrating. In fact, they were the easiest because like there there was one where I located him. Once I located him, it just went to the next one, the next one, and it just revealed him. Like yeah. I didn't even have to like. Also, look with those, them. I don't recommend boarding the boats because it's a much harder battle. I recommend just smashing through their boat with the ram. And then you'll automatically pick up whatever loot they would have dropped doing it that way. So I recommend that if you're fighting those cultists on the water. So I did that. I upgraded my spear. I got the reveal of who's Mm -hmm. behind the cult. Um, um, I let that play out. Kind of a cool little story, I I thought. And I, yeah, and they give you, they give you, I won't spoil it, but they give you choices. It's not your typical, like, hey, boss battle type thing. Um, And then, I, I'm going to start the DLC, but the other things I wanted to touch on real quick before we talk about Resident Evil 3 is um, Twisted Metal. So I, I signed up for PS Now, just a, a week trial, uh, one week trial of it, and the first game I went and picked was Twisted Metal, because I've been itching to play Twisted Metal, and they have the PS3 version of it, the last one Dave Jaffe made. Um, 
it's really good. Like it, like I already knew it was good. I played it before, but I'm saying like, even coming back to it, what eight, nine years later, and mm-hmm. it's definitely dated looks wise, but gameplay, it plays exactly how I remember Twisted Metal playing. So it's jarring for some people because it's, when I say it's extremely arcadey with the controls, it is, but it's still fun. Like it's so chaotic and there's just this rush when you kill another enemy and just the announcer too. There's an announcer the whole time. You are outside the cage, blah, blah, blah. Your life was like, he's talking to you the whole time. Like you have killed outlaw. Um, so it's really good. Um, I gotta say, I, I I really want a twisted metal game. I don't even care if all they do is remaster the old ones. That is fine. Just bring them back. Um, and then I want to talk about Persona Five. Now I bought Persona Five Royal, but I started it. Looks great in 4K, and I was like, I really want to play this game. And then it wasn't until today that I was like, Look, you can start Persona Royal, Persona Five Royal. Or you can go back to your old save. So buying Persona 5 Royal actually convinced me to go back to Persona 5. Oh, for God's sake. Because I was only 35 <laughs> hours in. And I was like... But this is... Yeah, but I know, but I don't want to start the 35 hours. Let's uh, be real. Let's be real. Dan can't I mean, handle this, man. This is not even <laughs> the right moment to be playing this game. 7 Remake is about to come out. <laughs> That's like, my point. So I decided I'm just going to jump back into my old save. Listen, I, I like it. that it took the purchase of one game <laughs> to get you to finally go back and play the original version of it. That's good. You That's spent good. sixty dollars on on like the director. But I figure I will. Um, here's what I want to say about Persona Five. I remember when I played it, like when it came out and launched, I put in thirty hours and I liked it. But I wasn't like hooked like everybody else. I never. Yeah, no, said, I was the same way. I was right there with you. I put like twenty I never, hours. I never and, said yeah. it was overrated or anything like that. My thing was, it's I'm always it's one of those games where it's like everybody's like i put 120 hours in i'm like nope i can't do it just because of that like so i stay away from it it's kind of the opposite of what i talked about with resident evil earlier and that is resident evil encourages me to play because it's it's and i didn't get to really touch on this when i was doing my 60 seconds but my point was is all of us get a rush or a high when we complete something. Oh, for sure. So when you, when you tell me that something's going to take me 120 hours to complete, that's a no. That's a hard no. Yeah, that goes right in the, in the face of what you ranted about for 60 seconds to start tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so for me, I don't like that. Unless you tell me, oh, the main story is like 20 to 40 hours, but then you can play it. If you really like the game, you can play it. From, then I'll be like, yeah, I'll, then I, I get to choose. But when you tell me, no, just to complete this mainline story, it's going to take this long now. But anyways, so I jump back in. I'm not saying I'm going to finish the game, but I am hooked. What I mean by hooked is, like, I already like the gameplay. I already like the art style. I don't like the anime. I still think the anime is stupid. Although it did get me to laugh today. How dare you? There's a there's a cut scene. I thought this was funny. Where they're driving in the desert, and one of the hot chicks that I want to bang She's like <laughs> pulling her shirt out doing this because she's like burning up. And she's like, God, it's so hot. And she's like, I wonder how the guys are doing it. And they're in the backseat and they hands to them. And you see all three of them like this. One's hovering <laughs> over her shoulder, staring down at chest. An anime version of Derek. And, oh, yeah. It was 100% me. And they were just <laughs> staring at her chest and they were like freaking out. And she's like, oh, my God, guys. <laughs> so anyways, um, 
So I like all that, but what's really hooking me is, and I, again, I remember liking it when it came out, but I really want to see it through is the story. Yeah. Because the story set up is you're at the end talking to somebody about talking yourself through what happened because she's investigating you. Yeah, it's a big mystery. Yeah. You like, you like the big mystery, right? So. So anyways, I, I'm excited to be back on the Persona 5. Final Fantasy VII's coming out. That's why I said, is it guaranteed I'm going to beat it? No, but I'm going to enjoy it while I can. And I yeah. think, here's the cool thing about this game. It's been a couple years. I looked at my last save. It's been two years since I played this game. So for me to be able to jump in and play it for seven hours today and not have a hiccup, like I already know what's going on in the story. I know how to play the game. I, I understand everything. I'm not confused. I'm not like, where am I? How do I do this? I don't even know how to fight. Um, that tells me that I can just keep coming back to this game. Yeah. So I think at one point, and I think it's going to be my Nino Cooney. Like Nino Cooney was, I think, the only JRPG I beat in the PS3 um, generation. <laughs> and it's because I did it like how I'm doing with Persona 5. And that's, I played it, stopped came back to it, played it, stopped, came back to it, and then finished it all. Yeah. Um, and then the other game is Resident Evil 3, but we'll get to that once Tim talks. All right, so I've been playing through uh, a lot more uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I bought the... Derek and I texted back and forth about how I can get the DLC. Basically, I just had to buy, what was it, the Deluxe Edition or whatever it was called. It was on sale. It's an edition because it came with like everything. Yeah, it like, came with everything, and it included Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, and it had all the DLC, all this bonus stuff. By the way, it just drops it into your inventory. So I had all these new weapons and armor sets that I could choose from, and uh, and also all the DLC. Not to mention the fact that they've released a bunch of free missions as well. And by the way, I highly recommend those. If you go to your quest list, let's just say you're you're where Derek is and you've kind of wrapped up most of the main story or you're where I am and you wrapped up most of the main story as well. And you just go to your quest list. There's a bunch of contracts and stuff you might've picked up that are just hanging on there. You can do those if you want. There's a whole list of quests underneath what's called tales from Greece. And there are these little blue exclamation point icons all over the map. You actually can't set a waypoint there at first. You have to just look at where it says to go find it on the map and go to it. And then that'll trigger the start of what is surprisingly interesting little side quest. Like one of them was about some uh, old flame. So I use Alexios. So it's some old flame of Alexios that I guess when they were kids, they loved each other. And then like he disappeared, you know, whatever it was. Huh. Um, but now she's, she's grown up. She's actually a widow because her husband died in the war and she's got this oh, young son. Sure. And so, yeah. Uh, but Alexios basically has a chance there to help her and her farm and her and her son. And uh, they, of course, get attacked by bandits, and you get to take her out on a date. It's, it's very Witcher-like. Like, it reminded me a lot of something from The Witcher. And it was a series of probably six quests that were super interesting, really well-written. I was just totally sucked in. And there's also stories that involve, like, your captain, your one-eyed captain, uh, Barnabas, where you get to learn more about his background and his family. And it's, it's just really cool, the stuff that they've added. This is all That's all the free stuff they added in. Those are just, like, individual Tales from Greece storylines. This game has so much to do. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, uh, so my favorite armor set right now is called the Immortal Armor Set. If you've ever watched 300, it's like those guys that come that have the hard metal masks that look like yeah. they're kind of grimacing mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And I, I don't like that helmet, so I usually hide the helmet so I can just see my normal character's head. But I didn't realize this until now. If you go to your inventory and as you're hovering over your currently equipped gear, you just on the Xbox hit X or on the PlayStation hit Square, and you can edit it to look like any other piece of gear that you've looted throughout the game and you can make it look like whatever set you want 
So now I kind of look more like Achilles, but I get all the... The reason I like the Immortal set is if you lose your health, you get a complete 100% health regen one time. And then it and then it uh, it only takes like a minute for it to uh, for the cooldown. So anyway, all that to say, I am loving this. I'm in chapter two of Legacy of the First Blade, which is the first paid expansion uh, for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Super cool. Much more closely tied in with the Assassin's story because the if you look at the overall Odyssey story, there's not a ton that ties them to Assassins. It's much yeah. more a family story, and it's about Greece and politics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Legacy of the First Blade really ties in actual assassins, and it kind of gives you an idea of how the Templars and assassins began their feud. It's really interesting. And uh, Chapter 1 has its own bad guy with his lieutenants that you have to track down, and there's a great final boss battle that I really enjoyed. And it wraps it up, but they open it up to, hey, there's actually a bigger bad guy to worry about. And then now in Chapter 2, I'm facing off with kind of a a new bad guy they introduced, but knowing that I've got this big bad coming uh, at some point so it's really really well done i love the characters i love the way they basically left the first chapters all in macedonia and it all takes place in that area so i wasn't i didn't find myself fast traveling all over this giant map for chapter yeah. one i kind of stayed in macedonia and did all the work there and chapter two so far is all in this place called akaya i'm just staying right there so i i absolutely love it i i can't believe all the content they've shoved into this game it is yeah, it's kind of a lot so crazy um I'm okay with a game like this because they do everything so well. Uh, I've had a couple glitches here and there, but nothing major. The game plays so smoothly, and it looks gorgeous on the One X. I can't imagine how it looks on a high-end PC. So I love, love, love it. Um, Played a couple demos I wanted to mention. You guys might be interested in these. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 has a demo on the Switch, so I thought I'd give it a try to see how it looks. It doesn't look amazing, I'll be honest with you. Um, Uh, Those Trails games more look like. Uh, PS3 JRPG. It, yeah, it looks like a last gen game, and that's okay. Uh, it plays really well. It was a really fun, like the demo throws you kind of, I'm not sure if it's actually the beginning of the story or not. I can't tell um, because you're doing tons of damage already and your characters have weird level numbers. Already. So, anyway, yeah. uh, it was fun, fun turn based combat, some cool strategy stuff, you, the way you can move around the battle area. Um, but it's not like active movement. So, you can kind of select, I want to relocate my character here, and that might take some energy points but you also use cp to do certain attacks so and then you can kind of persona style you can team up for certain attacks it it was cool i liked it i don't know that i love it and then it's going to make me really want to go back and play the first two but i'll be tempted if this one comes out and the price is decent uh at some point in the future i will say this they have some really cool in the full release they'll have some really cool recaps of part one and part two and a full encyclopedia of all the characters and the lore so anyone like go ahead I was just going to say, since you're talking about whether you would play it or not, I think you would like it. I, I don't think it's something you should go pay $60 for, not with all the games that are out. Yeah. But I think if you can get these games for $20 a piece, it's mm-hmm. a franchise worth investing in. Um, I played like the first 10 hours of the first one, and it is very Persona-ish as far as like you're at an academy. and you're Well, it's kind of like Fire Emblem, the, re- the mixture, recent right? Fire Emblem mm-hmm. game. Where's where you're you're at this academy and you're with this group of friends or classmates and you're working together. It's right. the same thing. That's one of the, actually the things that I really am adoring about Persona Five is I'm I've gotten further enough in it where I feel connected with all the characters. Like I yeah. actually like all of them. I know their personalities. Even was it Rujin who always yells about everything? I'm like, all right, dude, Did shut you? up. Yeah, I'm like, you're too emotional. Shut <laughs> up. 
But um, yeah. God forbid. Overall, I, I think the Trails uh, games. They're really well done. Yeah, I think Trails will be a triple A, but they're yeah. The the gameplay seems really fun. Um, Visuals did not quite do it for me, but that's okay. The visuals weren't that much different than you know certain parts of Fire Emblem when you're running around the school and all of a sudden you'll see like a wall or a floor. You're like, wow, that texture did not get much work. Someone just kind of phoned that part of the game in. (laughs) Um, The whole area that I explored in Trails of Cold Steel 3 demo kind of had that. Lots of bland walls and floors. And even the steps were sort of they had lines to show that they were steps, but it was actually just a flat surface. You could tell it was just a slope. Cool. You know, just kind of some shortcuts. Um, yeah. Don't know if that's unique for the Switch version. It could be. Or if that's just they don't care that much about the visuals. It's all. I mean, it's very in-depth gameplay. Um, even even in the demo, I could tell there's a ton to learn and to, and to do and to customize for your characters. So. I think the budget's going towards those Absolutely. I don't, I don't think these games yeah. sell too, too much. Right. But, right. Yeah. So I'm not going to give it too much of a knock on the visuals. I'll just, just for those of you out there who visuals are your thing, uh, this one doesn't necessarily tick that box. But it's not ugly either. It's not like horrible to look at. It just doesn't look, you know, brand new. It's more, I don't know if it's like the visuals as much as it's the way everybody moves and acts. It's not yeah. at the level we're used to with like AAA games. Right. Agreed. Uh, I also played the demo for this game called Alder's Blood, which I think is out on a number of systems. It's a very strange... The way they describe it themselves is it's part XCOM and part Bloodborne. Like They, they kind of compare it to all these different things. Hmm. The Bloodborne piece is really only in the aesthetic, I think. Uh, perhaps there's some difficulty elements there too, but it's much more XCOM, where it's turn-based, you can move around on a grid, you can move a certain distance before your turn is over and then the enemy gets to go... Um, very stealth related too, because there's shrubberies and stuff to hide in as you try to distract enemies and move move around them. So doing that in turn based was kind of weird. It's so it's okay, it's fine. I think this has like a 70 something on Metacritic, and I think that's probably about right. Uh, the demo I played only let me play two levels. Um, it is very dark. The story is already very dark. It's just wicked dark. Yeah. So Alder's Blood. I don't think it's too expensive. I think it's on sale right now, actually, on a lot of platforms. So uh, if if turn based and maybe some stealth and some little dark settings. Or your thing, go give it a shot. Just wanted to give a couple of shout outs to other things, not as video game related. Uh, I just bought two computers for school because I freaking hate homeschool and sharing all our computers. <laughs> we have one old, old desktop, and then we've got two laptops, but one of them I use for work, and the other one was my daughter's for homeschool, but now she has to share it with the boys for their homeschool as well. And our home desktop sucks. So I bought a replacement home desktop tower, just a cheap one, but it, hopefully it'll run a lot smoother. And then I bought a a refurbished laptop. So hopefully there'll be enough computers to go around as we try to get our kids to do some that's sort of schoolwork. That's another thing I'm, I'm not even, I can't even wrap my head around, like be like, hey, also be a teacher. While be, you're, yeah, like, homeschool doing, your kids. While oh you have a full-time job. Like, yeah, sure, exactly. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and these schools need better platforms. Like one of the teachers was like, all right, to do this class, he has to log in here. Here's his username and password. To do math, he has to go here. Here's his username and password. Like yeah, some of them yeah. are a different platform for every class that's ridiculous come on anyway um also started watching tiger king which is one of the trashiest (laughs) dumbest things but so So entertaining it's all you cats and kittens (laughs) dude it's so entertaining it's such trash tv but i can't stop watching it i Uh, watched one show and i was like i'm done there's some really cool like uh, 
it Tim, almost, how far are you into it? I'm on episode four, so there's all kinds of conspiracies and whodunits you going to the on. The part of Val Carroll and, and the ex and the husband, the first. Yes, husband. dude. Yeah. He, she definitely is involved, or was involved. Without a right? doubt, his Absolutely. will said, "In case I disappear." Like no one puts that in their will. She yeah. clearly had that changed. Whatever. Yeah. Um. All right, and then I wanted to mention real quick my son Shepard, who's kind of fallen in my footsteps with the way that uh, with the way that he plays games. Most of my other kids like their Fortnites and stuff like that. Um, but my son Shepard is the one who'll play some Fortnite, but then he also he completed Breath of the Wild on his own. I so barely I helped him. Like he did almost all of it himself. Um, he's getting close to the end of Ori. He has that on the Switch as well. Nice. And recently I let him fire up the Xbox and pick a game or two he wanted to play because he wanted to play on a big screen. And he he wanted to try Portal 2. But I was like, why don't we try Portal oh. 1 first because it's pretty short and I'll give you a good feel for how that works and then play Portal 2. So he's almost done with Portal 1 and he loves it, dude. It's fun to watch him play it again nice. too. Uh, but Portal is a really, really creative kind of puzzle platforming. I love it, and it's really funny too. And then he also played and beat a Good Job, that game we talked about last week, where you get hired to your dad's company, mm-hmm. and for some reason you make more money by destroying stuff. I don't know. But all I know is it makes him laugh his head off, and, and he loves it. I think so. we need Shepard uh, on next episode. To we do. We need, we need Shepard. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's got the knowledge. Uh, so anyway, I, I know I talked a lot, but there was there, it's just been a fun week in the evenings and on the weekends. Uh, to do some gaming with the kids. Um, also, they added Onward, the new Pixar movies on Disney yeah. Plus now. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. But... The kids watched tonight. I missed most of it because I was on Toddler and Baby Duty. But um, it's cool that they added Onward. That's awesome. That's great. I wonder how that's working out for them financially, like these companies releasing these movies. Because uh, what was it, The Invisible well, Man? Well, I have a feeling um, Disney may have done it because they were probably losing subscribers. Mm. Because people are going to start cutting off non-essential things like of course entertainment's important while you're quarantined uh for a lot of people but if you're if you let's say tim lost his job i'm sure the first thing he's going to cut is all entertainment like oh yeah yeah yeah. all that stuff's got to go so i have a feeling they may have uh maybe they were just doing it to be nice but i have a feeling they were doing it because they're like we don't want people to cut disney plus it's only so onward's been out digitally for like two weeks so you could buy it for 20 bucks there was no option to rent it we were looking to rent it for like five bucks or whatever on amazon yeah there was no rental option you just had to buy it for 20 bucks and so i think they probably got whatever they were going to get for that yeah yeah, and then it was no longer top of mind for folks and i was like all right let's throw this on disney plus now yep so sorry to you folks who spent twenty bucks on it. Um, <laughs> and it's positive, like we're talking about on the show that has nothing to do with onward and and movies. So I think it's a good move to get Disney Plus back out there circulating. I think so too. Yeah. All right, so guys, let's talk about the big release from this past week, and that was Resident Evil Three, kicking off the month of April in style is Capcom. So Derek, I know you already beat this game. Dan, I don't know how much you've had a chance to play it, but. Uh, why don't you guys walk us through what you think so far? So I'm I I'm I checked my clock on the on the pause screen. I think three and a half hours, but it's about five six, right, Derek? Yeah, there, like a lot of people are finishing in like six six and a half hours. I just went past the part of the train. I don't know how close that is towards the end. Jill on the train. Yeah. Is that pretty? You're probably halfway. Well, you're you're past halfway, but okay. yeah, you still got a lot of content. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's your what's your thoughts on it so far? Because here's what I will say before you answer it. Resident Evil Three. I, I know I I know I played it with my brother, so I didn't actually play it. I just watched him play it because that's how I played all the old Re- Resident Evil games. Um, 
I know we played it. All I remember is just liking it because it was Resident Evil. I didn't remember how it was. And let's keep in mind, I was a teenager probably, maybe like 17, 18, maybe even younger than that. Well, it came out when, 1999? So yeah, I was a teenager. So um, I would say I wasn't as critical on how games were designed and stuff like that. And the reason why I bring that up is after playing Resident Evil 2 and even playing any of the other Resident Evil games, and then now playing Resident Evil 3, this game, uh, I think, makes me appreciate the puzzles and all the other Resident Evil games that I wasn't a big fan of. And the reason I say that is it, it helps with the pacing of the game. Hmm. Like, I think the reason why people are getting through this game so fast is it's extremely linear. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, it's extremely linear, and it's just almost like an action sort of... I wouldn't even say really survival. It's really just an action horror game. There's not much survival in it. Um, and because of that, because it keeps pushing you in one direction, there's not a lot of exploring. There's no puzzles stopping you. So you're not exploring one area for a long time. You're constantly moving from one area to the next. And then you just, you end up at the end. So um, that being said, this to me is a different resident evil game and this is really my first time experiencing it like i said in the in the the eyes that i see video games now now i see how this game was designed differently and then hearing about how it was released basically a year and a couple months after resident evil 2 back in the day yeah so that means they rushed it meaning they probably took the success of resident evil 1 and 2 and were like Let's get another one out. And then they kind of rush this one in and the way they designed it. So would you agree? Like, are we on the same page on that? Like, how do you see Resident Evil 3 when you compare it to other Resident Evil games? I think I I think I had mentioned on our previous show that I'm still going to pretend didn't exist because that's just part of the storyline. Um, that I had play, tried playing <clears throat> sorry, Resident, Resident Evil 3 uh, a couple of different times. I didn't play it until after 2. My first PS1 game was actually Resident Evil 2. So I, when I bought a PS1, I had Resident Evil 2. Uh, Resident Evil 3, I didn't play until like later, until I was like in my early 20s. Okay. And both, both times the game, there was something wrong with it. It kept freezing oh, okay. at certain parts. So I never actually finished it. So I okay. don't have that like kind of solid memory of it. I don't have the nostalgia for it that I do for 2. Like 2, I have a sweet spot for because of obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, they're definitely two very different games. Obviously, they really are. The approach is different. Resident Evil 2 is very claustrophobic. You're inside this police station that's used to be a museum, and there's all these weird puzzle things to unlock different doors. The point of 3, which I think what makes it interesting and, and different, and I like it, is it's different because it's supposed to be like, just pushing you forward, constantly pushing, 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 because also this monster is just gunning you, chasing after you, flamethrower, yeah. rocket launcher, he's just coming after you, he's relentless, he, he is stopped. not stopping. That's, that is what the game is, it's never stopping, and also this dude is chasing after you constantly. So, so I, I gotta say this, because I thought this was hilarious, because you know how I like to make fun of people, especially in games media. <laughs> so, like, this review of Resident Evil 3 is like, you know how they give you the little highlighted portion of it. So I didn't read the full review. But it basically said he didn't like, or he, she didn't like Resident Evil 3 because it was, it was what, what 
Resident Evil game started to turn into after four. So, and they were talking about Resident Evil three remake. So they're like, we okay. don't like the direction it's going in. I'm like, but you do realize is... Resident Evil three, <laughs> yeah, came out before Resident Evil five, right? Like you understand they were already going in that direction. Like they, I, they, know, I was they clearly like, numbers are hard. <laughs> so stupid. Well, they're I think like. They cl- I think they were they scared like that the, they were going yeah. in that direction again. I'm like, oh my god, guys. It's a remake of a game that already came out when it was going in. But it's interesting, though, because I'm playing... I, I do remember parts of the original one, and this remake is definitely more different from that one than RE2 remake is from the original RE2. Like, this one's definitely much more different than... Like this one takes a lot from what resident evil 2 did as far as like it adds the systems built i think they even rushed this one so you've got resident evil 3 tim missed this part of the conversation not that he cares but basically resident evil 3 the original resident evil 3 came out a year and like two or three months after resident evil 2 now this one's coming out a year and what two months after resident evil 2 remake so it's the same thing Like, they already had the systems built in place, and I feel like they kind of cut some things out or shortened some things. But here's my overall impressions of the game, which is what I guess anybody who's listening to the show would want to know. Is Resident Evil 3 good? Is it worth the $60 for a five-hour experience? It is only worth the $60 if you are a fan of Resident Evil currently. This is not a game that I would tell you to go buy if you've never played a Resident Evil game before. Or you kind of like some of the older ones. You played them when they were cheaper and you're like intrigued to maybe play this one. I would still tell you to wait. And the reason why is is this one does not play like the other Resident Evil games. It plays the same. So when I say plays, like I'm not talking about actual gameplay. I'm talking about you're not exploring. You get to explore a little bit, but you are constantly, like Dan said, you're being pushed forward by this weapon that's coming after you his assignment is to kill you and that's what he cares about and so that's all he does and that was why i thought oh god i may not like this game because i already found mr x to be annoying and this guy (laughs) in the demo is even more annoying because mr x just walks after you right if he gets close to you punches you or throws you yeah this guy can jump five yards away from you and then grab you with like one of his like extensions like he's more annoying but also Uh, i don't know if you noticed and maybe it's just i don't know maybe it's my the way i'm sorry moving through and with tyrant you could just kind of keep a running pace and you would always be a certain distance ahead of him you can't do that with nemesis if you're running he's actually going to catch up to you his speed builds up so you have to try to time your dodge to to get out of the way because he's going to get you like, yeah. So that's actually makes it a, a bit more terrifying, too, because, yeah. So so for me, I, I thought, okay, I won't like this. But here, let me say this, because I want to defend the game. Um, I actually thought they did that really good. Um, because they do change the way you play the game, you're not... You do get to explore, like I said, but it's not as much. Like, you don't get as much time in these areas. Um, and you really need to know what you're doing before you go to certain areas, because it it sets off cutscenes, which then sets you in going forward. Um, but one of the things they did that I thought was really cool compared to like Mr. X in this is you can down, you can down Mr. X, but you can, 
temporarily, by the way. But yeah. you can down this nemesis. You can down him, and then you can down him again. And if you really hurt him, and they give you more ammo in this game, by the way. If you really hurt him, he'll drop, like, loot packages. And they'll have, like, upgrades to, like, I dropped him one time, and yep. he dropped the case. I opened the case up, and he had an attachment for my shotgun. I was like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, pretty cool. They give you a reason to drop him, whereas Mr. X, they give you no reason to ever waste your ammo. You're already limited on ammo. You're like, well, why would I want to? Why would I want to down him? He's just gonna get up in a little bit. I can't kill him. This one, no, you can't kill him, but you at least get rewarded for your efforts. And again, there's less risk because there's more ammo in this game, like a ton of ammo, because it is more action, which is what that review who was dumb was trying to say, we don't want those <laughs> games to be action. I understand that, but this game was already built that way. So that's all it is. They're just remaking what it was. There um, are moments where there are more enemies, though, than there were in RE2 Remake. So, And again, that's, the ba- that's sort of the back and forth, because in RE2 Remake, again, you're in a building, there's more enclosed environments, it's more claustrophobic. So you're, you're going down a hallway, there's one, two zombies. It's like, that's... That could be tough because it's a small amount of space, but you know. So I think we I, all agree that oh. RE2 had some of the more impressive visuals last year. Did is RE3 impressing you that same way? Good lord, does yeah. it look amazing? It's a very yeah, it's a very good looking game. Looks amazing. Jill looks great. Like I was asking her how the whole time you and I don't see just like. It's actually, it's actually Derek. I don't know if we, I don't know if this went through your mind, but there's actually some uh, later moments as she starts to get more roughed up and the cuts and and kind of getting dirty. It actually reminded me of uh, Lara Croft mm-hmm. and the newer Tomb Raiders a bit, like it, down to like the outfit too. It's actually quite. Oh similar. yeah, because she's wearing like the tank top. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So overall, here's here's what I mean because I don't want to bore people to death. Overall, I think this game is great. Is it gonna be on my game of the year? It'll be in my top ten. It's not a contender for Game of the Year. I actually enjoyed Resident Evil 2 more. And that's what's funny is about, <laughs> to me, is for me, if you walk up to me and I've never played either one of those games and you, you describe to me what Resident Evil 2 is and you describe to me what Resident Evil 3 is, I'm going to tell you from the top, I want to play Resident Evil 3. Because I prefer the more action, uh, less on the survival, more... Yeah. More action. ammo, let's just do this. Yeah. yeah. I prefer that, but I actually found that I'm like, I miss exploring. I miss upgrading. Again, you can do that in this game, and I did. I upgraded a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, of my guns. I found the Magnum. I, I, I did a lot of little secret things and, and really explored the world when I could. It just felt like the whole story was really escalated. It's very time-based, like, hey, we're going to blow up Raccoon City. You got to get out of here. Like, it's not one of those things where you're like, la-da-da-da-da. I can just do whatever I want. But overall, I thought Resident Evil 3 would be the one I preferred. But I actually walked away from this going, you know what? I like Resident Evil 2 more. That being said, I'm going to play it again. Again, I do like that it's so short. And I do like that... I didn't get lost as much, hmm. so it's going to be easier to play through. I could probably beat this game now in two, two and a half hours. Um, so it's too bad the experience doesn't change a lot for you. It was, that was one plus about RE2, right? Yeah, I think RE2, let me, I think RE2 gets a little exaggerated, though. Just because you switch characters, yes, you get the different character and voice acting. You, you get like one part of the game that's completely different, but other than that, you're 
getting very similar experience. Like, okay. right. like Claire and, and, and why am I? Well, it's Leon. different perspectives. Yes, it's different perspectives. And they are doing different things, but they're also doing the same things. I do want to say this that I thought was cool. I don't think this is really a spoiler. But as I was playing the game, because again, I don't have any context. I don't remember anything about Resident Evil 3 when I was a teenager. And I'm playing it and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this. Like something happened. I, that I won't spoil. Something you happened. You mean a location? Yeah, and I'm yeah. in a location, right? And something well, happened. I'm like, oh, that's why Leon couldn't get there. I caused it. You know, so it's really well, cool. Like, yeah. you walk in these rooms when you're playing Resident Evil 2, and you're like, oh, this is blocked off. I can't get in there. So it's cool to play Resident Evil 3 and know now that you caused why Leon can't get into this room. Well, that's what I liked about really the originals. Cool. The original one did it, too. Again, this one's – it is a different – the way it's structured is different, but, like – they're kind of taking place almost at the same time. Resident Evil 3 is actually a little bit before Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. So and and in this one too there are moments where when when you're doing something like there's a certain uh door that you open up and a cutscene happens and a couple of a couple of cops eat it um and you're like, "Oh, though that's where they were in the second one." Like literally that's the spot where those two and and they were there. Like you're seeing that moment happen. Yeah, just they were just sitting there in, in Resident Evil 2, and you're like, so oh, that's I super cool. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. So overall, my experience with it was good. I do think I was a little let down. I did think it was going to be. I thought it was going to be the better experience between the two. It is not, in my opinion. It's still really good. It'll be in my top ten, I would imagine. It's just not. I don't think it's a game I'm going to fight for for game of the year. I don't think it'll be. I think by the end of the year, I don't even think it'll be top five. It will probably be at the latter part of my top ten. Yeah, not if the games that are slated for this year actually drop. That's going to yeah. be tough. I Especially. do want to approach cool. the angle, though, of your argument with saying if you've never played either one, like, you might not be into this one. I think it's – I think, like, someone like with Tim for $60. Well, hmm. like, with someone like with Tim, for instance, who tried playing RE2 Remake and just wasn't feeling it, I think this he might – Stubborn. That has sure. To do with That's true. Uh, is it just, though? It, it is. And also, and you're he, not gonna like Resident Evil Three. You're not even gonna play it because you're like, eh. Well, Tim, it's, it's Dragon uh, Age. I know it's good. <laughs> I mean, Tim, you're so stubborn that you don't even realize that Dragon Age Inquisition is the best Star Wars. Hang on, Wars I got a song for either. Dragon Age. Hang on a second. This is for you too, Dan. Here we go. I love it because it's trash. Oh, I love trash. Okay. You guys like that? Do you like that song? That was a good yeah, one. it's hysterical. Yeah. I can't wait for future me to laugh. Um, <laughs> but I think I think I think someone like Tim would actually like this one more. But so then, just because again, it's more it, it is a bit more actiony. It's not like full on survival, but there's the horror aspects. It then you got to look at okay, so it's sixty dollars. It's a five six hour game. I don't know how I feel about that. So depending on the person, the replay replayability. Um, there's also the online mode, which I haven't I tried. Say, there's multiplayer that there's nobody a... talks about. They just say, well, it's tacked on because they feel bad yeah. that they sold you. No. I heard this. I, I didn't heard actually know it was coming with it. I thought this yeah. was cool. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think depending on the person, and yeah, you're going to look at the price and be like, well, five, six hours, $60 is a lot. But if you like to replay games and be like, I want to go through that again with upgrades and do stuff like that, they might actually like this one more. 
just because, again, it is more action-y than RE2 Remake. Well, there's a couple things I want to add on before we end this conversation about this game. I think, first thing, when when time is brought up for, like, okay, so game 60 bucks, right? Well, how can I justify $60 for six hours experience? I don't think anybody that says that is stupid. What my issue is, they don't they don't go any deeper than that. Because that's re- really is dumb to just stay at that level and say, well, I won't pay $60 well, for $60. Yeah, no. Then not go further to go and understand why you're paying $60. This is not like, this isn't like a short, like little indie game that renders at 1080p with like, what is a stupid 16 bit graphics? Like, this is a, this is a 4K. When I say AAA, this is the top tier AAA when it comes to production, graphics, even the voice acting for most of the characters is really well done. Some of them are super cheesy dumb. But that's Resident Evil for you. But exactly. For me, for them to take the old scripts, the old characters, and then release them again in 2020, they did a really good job of not making it cringeworthy. We're like, oh my God, seriously, Jill? Like, oh my God, seriously? The hell or whatever the hell that guy's name was. Miguel, uh, Carlos. Miguel. Well, Carlos, but then there's like a Russian dude who's terrible. Oh, Mikhail. 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 So like overall the production, that's what people never talk about. They're just like, I'm paying $60. For, you're paying $60 for a six hour experience that can easily be doubled or tripled if you choose to replay it. If you don't want to, I understand. I, not everybody replays games. But the experience and what they invested and what they created, the art that they created, is really well done. And it's, it's just the worthy vibes. of it. Resident Evil has vibes. There's something unique about Resident Evil. Like, yeah, it's a zombie game, but, like, there's just something – I don't know. There's something just really cool and special about it. Like, well, I don't it's, know. it's become – look, when it released on the PS1, the original one, it was, like, the first game that did what it was doing. It yeah. blew people away. And what it hooked you on was its lore. And then they kept releasing games, and people just got hooked more and more. It's that uh, emotional attachment Tim and I talked about. I'm emotionally invested and attached into this franchise. The fact that I can sit here and talk about how much I love these Resident Evil games, but then you could be like, well, this horror game's coming out. I'll be like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't even like horror games. It's not this genre. It's Resident Evil. Yes. Yeah. I By the way, for those of you who are, I mean, you're all just listening because we don't currently have a video version of this, but Derek got real weepy when he started saying that. <laughs> I mean, hold on, hold on. So I can't get emotional, but you're allowed to get emotional. <laughs> Do I look emotional? Tim is full of lies. I am lying. All right. So listen, thank you guys for the extra long episode. I actually really enjoyed our conversation. There was lots to cover this week. Next week, it's really going to be all Final Fantasy VII. I mean, there might be a – I mean, depending on what news comes out. But well, all right. I was going to say, I though. Think we should even skip the news and just cut right into <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. But this is, this is assuming that we all have access to play it, of course. Well, I was going to say, and but also, though, and, and maybe we could discuss it right after. Like, I mean, if we record – even if we're recording Saturday night, that's still only a day playing that game. I don't think that's yeah. enough time to really – yeah, die. we'll we'll make sure that people get their episode on Monday. There's a diehard uh, game. We might give it, we might record it last second before it needs I'll to release. I'll have a beat by Saturday morning. <laughs> I think uh, the yeah, next I'm... episode we should just talk about our feelings, just in general, just yeah. feelings. Yeah. 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 Totally. Let's just have a real good cry. All right. So uh, 
Yeah, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. It sounds like for the most part, RE3 is a pretty strong recommendation. Maybe not as strong as RE2 was for RE yeah. fans and horror right. fans. Like, go for it. Um, but RE2 might be the If you have to pick between the two for whatever weird reason, go RE2. Sounds like what you guys are saying. But I will say this, and I didn't say say it while we were talking about the sense of dread and him chasing oh, yeah. you is very like there's a lot of anxiety. Yeah, it's un- it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's what we need during this time of quarantine is stress. <laughs> Absolutely, he is the coronavirus. It's actually I would recommend if you're playing Animal Crossing, pick up something like Doom Eternal or RE3 just to balance out the over relaxedness of your gaming time. All right, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Dragon Age. Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight.